again, after watching the tape, uh, just really proud of our, our players and everyone involved in our program uh, going down to Atlanta and getting a big win. Uh, we still have a lot to clean up, but our players are are playing next year at a high level right now. And um, we're eager to keep digging and uh, keep chipping away because we have a lot to play for. Uh, we look forward to the challenge competing against James Madison uh, this weekend on a national stage. Uh, our goal is always to be 1-0. and and uh, I know our players and coaches are excited to get up there on Friday evening to get ready for a 2 o'clock kickoff. James Madison's having a fantastic season. And again, they're well coached. Coach Signetti does a great job. Uh, they have three great schemes, offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, but most importantly, they have great players. So we'll have a work cut out for us. Uh, but again, we're excited for the challenge. David Ware, 24-7 Sports. Sean, could you address um, the health of the team? You had a couple guys come off on Saturday, and then there were a couple guys who uh, didn't play. Yeah, I'll start with uh, first Sean Collins. Sean Collins uh, will be out lost for the season. He underwent surgery on Thursday, and we hope to get him back um, uh, right around spring practice. Uh, Clark, he's back uh, trying to uh, play this weekend. We'll have more updates with you by Wednesday. Uh, Christian Horn went out of the game. I think the third play of the game, um, uh, precautionary reasons. Uh, he'll see our team doctor this morning, and again, we'll have more answers for you. Um, on Wednesday, and other than that, I think, uh, I think other than that, we come out flying. Uh, Ronald Clark went out of the game. Uh, all signs were pointing in the right direction that he'll be ready to play on Saturday. As you guys went back and, and started analyzing it, fortunately, you had a lot of stuff that re went really well. So you know the things that were were improvement areas were less this week. What did you guys identify and talking with maybe Joey and the running backs about some of the exchange issues you were seeing? Well, that's very disappointing. It's something that we do um, every day at practice, uh, quarterback, running back exchange. And again, there's one point there that we, we tried to pull the ball and the running back clamped down on it. And again, some of those reads were, were not the correct reads, but uh, so it's been addressed as Joey's just trying to make a play. And again, uh, he's learning as it goes on. And again, he's still a young quarterback in our system, but um, he plays at a high level. He wants to win, he wants to compete. And again, those are sometimes making um, a bad play worse. And again, we talked on the sideline that, you know, if we end every possession with a kick, uh, that's a good thing instead of a turn. Over. So uh, that's, that would be addressed as we can practice as we move forward. As this star defensive package that, that Coach Sloan put in place is, is continuing to mature, the results are continuing to mature with it. Um, taking Darren Granger out of that game Saturday, which you guys did by and large, was not an insignificant thing. Do you just feel like it's just the continued maturation of the scheme, and is there more headroom for these uh, guys? A lot more headroom, and again, we, it was like Texas Hold'em after right before this um, Southern Miss game. We went all in on this package, and it really gives it gives our chance to put our, our best players in the field and build a match personnel groupings. Doesn't matter, you know, if they're ten or eleven or twelve personnel, we got our best players in the field uh, to to compete. So um, there's still a lot more room to improve the the ins and outs, the small nuances that you have to do to to um, play at a high level. But again, it really comes down to our defense now is fitting the run a lot better. They're fitting their gaps, doing their job. And again, we have an extra speed on the field, the star position, or it's really a nickel position. And um, But we can blitz them, put them in coverage. And and it really allows us all right, to get the best matchups available. As you guys are starting to really study JMU, like, I think one of the things that really looks impressive about them is they just don't make mistakes. Um, anything you're going to get from them, you're going to have to take. What have you guys seen on film that, that just 
kind of makes them such an executional anomaly in, in how well they do things? Well, I think it starts with their head coach, Coach Ignetti. Uh, he's been a head coach for a long a long time, and um, he's been able to get the right players in the system. Uh, the coaches have been there for a long time together. There hasn't been much turnover on the staff, but uh, they do not make mistakes, and you can't give them uh, – easy points or you have to, be able to make them go the field the long way. I mean, you look, you look on defense, I think they're giving up 61 yards rushing per game, uh, roughly 60 yards per game. And then on the back end, I mean, their coverages, I mean, they're in the right spot at the right time. Uh, again, there's not many holes in their defense. We can't identify them right now. And then on offense, it starts with their quarterback. Uh, he's he can do it all. He can run. He, he can run. He can throw it. He gets the ball of his hands quick. Uh, they have two, uh, three or four great receivers. Their offensive line is playing well. They went through some injuries early on the season, and and they've been able to gel. You have to be able to play together for a while to be a great offensive line. They've done that. So uh, you had that with a great running back, and and that's why they're they're undefeated right now and, and ranking 18th in the in the AP poll. And, and they get all the credit. They've been able to, to win some games and go on the road and be a, a, a Virginia football team, get the, a Power Five win, and they're doing all the right things right now. So it's it's, it's going to be challenging for us to go. Up there and and play our, our best game to, for us to have a chance to win the game. They've also got college game day coming to town and certainly you understand the, the extra demands that come with a week when you've got that program coming you know to be on your campus um, as you think back to going through that yourself the week of the Troy game you know what are the things you have to manage beyond just being the head football coach that week? A lot. And I think it goes back. First of all, it's, it's great for our conference. This is the second year in a row the Sunbelt Conference has uh, hosted College Game Day. It's, that's, that's big for everyone involved. And it's year two that we have been able to play in a game where College Game Day has been. It's going to be a great atmosphere up there. Uh, to go back to your original question, you know, I really don't remember because we didn't get back to Boone until about noon on that Sunday when it was coming. But there's a lot of demands that happen. I, think I, went, I usually um, do four or five interviews on, on camera a week, and it was up in the 40s. Uh, so that was a long weekend, plus you're trying to get your team prepared to win and, and do all other small things. But uh, I know they'll have a great plan there to get like, like we did. Joey and his staff did a great job of uh, getting everything lined up. It is time consuming, but again, it's something you, you're willing to do to put your program on a national stage. Marvin Parker Jr., WLOS Asheville. Piggying back off of that, um, I imagine there may be even, I know, your enemies this week, if you will, opponents, but is there an appreciation for what they're doing for the conference to bring this type of attention for everyone in the conference? Yeah, there's a, a lot of appreciation for that. Uh, again, Coach Hignay, he's won everywhere he's been. He's coached the highest level. He's Alabama. He was um, down at Elon, Isaac James Madison, and uh, there's an appreciation for how he runs his program. They don't, uh, they do things the right way. Uh, they recruit at a high level, and they play the, they play the game the right way. When you watch them on tape, that's, that's what you want your team to do, is not make mistakes and and put all the pressure on the opposing team. So, again, um, they're, they're a good football team. Nate Noel, Mr. 3000, now eighth um, player in school history with 3,000 rushing yards. Just a comment on his time as a Mountaineer and his success this season. No, Nate's um, he's, he's a great football player. He's a great person. Um, again, 3,000 yards is, is hard to get over a career, um, especially as, as many running backs as we've, great running backs we've had here. You go back, the list goes on and on. So it's unfortunate that he had some injuries um, early on the season and missed several games to, because he should be around 1,000 yards right now. I think he's at 700 yards, I believe, on the season. And But uh, again, that's a, a great accomplishment to him and uh, a great accomplishment to everyone who blocks for him. 
outside looking in, you know, um, App State, you guys are six and four, James Madison ten and zero. But within conference, you know, only a two game difference. But also, last five games, you guys both forty two fourteen to Georgia Southern um, played ODU well, played Marshall comparable. Does this team feel like it's less of a four game? Do, do they feel obviously I know you feel like you can win but um, how close is this team to creating an upset on Saturday? Uh, I guess the thing we're going to do is go out and play our, play our very best and we're trying to put expectations on our team but again we're going there to win the football game but again we know it's a big challenge but um, it's still about the process. I know everyone is result oriented uh, which is as you have to be in college football as you see today the chopping blocks going on but uh, it's still the process and, and Sean Clark hasn't changed uh, who he is and how he coaches again we have to always coach better and play better so um, again our goal is to be one to know and all of our focus is on James Madison they're going through versus a very good uh, football program and again we have to play our very best have a chance to win is there anything you're asking your team and staff to specifically not do or pay attention to, especially on just the more lights around this week? No, uh, you know, we have to be ourselves. I think that's that's the one thing that we have done as a program, as coaches. Uh, we have to continue to be who we are at all times. And then when things are bad, you have to be yourself. And when things are good, you have to be yourself. And uh, we've been on both, both sides of the spectrum this year. And um, our, but our kids want to be coached. And that's the beauty of it. They're, it's not about them, it's about the team and playing for each other. And we'll continue to coach our, our kids as hard as we can. And if we do that and we play well, we'll have, we'll have continued success. Coach, David Hernandez was able to get in the game on Saturday. And I don't know if a lot of fans know much about him. I know he had some high school injuries and has plugged along and worked hard and seems to work hard with your program. Just can you share a little bit of what you know about him and just kind of what he offers for the program? No, D David Hernandez is, is an App State guy. And uh, when we had our senior speeches this past year to hear his story and um, he had to walk to practice sometimes because his mom and dad were working um, back and forth in high school and, and he's earned the opportunity to be our number two quarterback and the, the work he puts in uh, doesn't go unnoticed from the head football coach that uh, the last couple years uh, after practice he always stays late he always gets extra, extra receivers to throw the football to and again I'm just very happy for him that he had a chance to go in and play and uh, take our offense down the field on a drive or two there and uh, again uh, good things come to, to good people and he never cheats the game, and the game will never cheat him. Played so many close games, it's been hard for some of those you know, other guys to get some reps. How do you kind of balance in a game like Saturday, trying to get to the finish line of the game and also trying to get work in for, for guys like that? No, it's, it is a tough balance because Georgia State had a, such a, a high-powered offense coming into that football game. And they were able to score points uh, throughout the year. and. Um, so you never want to take anything for granted. And uh, I, I was under, under five or at five minutes, and uh, we were going to sub some guys in. And I want to make sure we got one first down first, and then to make a substitution. But uh, again, uh, those guys went and, and, and executed. That was good to see. Or everyone that went in the game was a backup at the time, and and that was good to see. And, and we have to. I wish we had more games like that. But in this in the Sunbelt Conference, you you, don't, you won't have the opportunity. It's going to be week in and week out that comes down to um, the last one or two possessions most of the time and again they've I'm happy for the kids that earned the right to go ahead and play someone on Saturday. Anderson Castle seemed pretty fired up to get to the end zone and 
you know you know the path that he's taken to to get back to get back on the field what's it been like to watch him do that work to have a moment like Saturday no I love Anderson Castle everyone on our team loves Anderson Castle and when he went in the game uh, against Marshall on his first play you could hear the sidelines erupting when he went in the football game and um you have to forget, coming into the season, he was the number two running back. It was Nate and Anderson. And he had an unfortunate injury that required surgery. And he continued to fight his tail off in treatment and uh, to get back to play this season. And we're fortunate enough now that, fortunate or unfortunate, however you want to look at it, that he can play the last four games of the season and still not burn his red shirt and play in the bowl game. Um, again, we were joking yesterday during the game, I thought he threw the ball before he scored a touchdown. So uh, my heart about sank um, when that happened. So. About to further review, he was about two yards in the end zone. So we talked yesterday, just hand the ball to the official, then go celebrate your teammates. Last one for me, whether it's, you know, App State with the rugby punts or, you know, I think Georgia State had those low liners that are, you know, not very returnable. How have you seen the college football over the years, not just specifically App State, of kind of the punt game change where it seems like there are fewer and fewer return opportunities, I guess, across the board? Uh, no, it's, uh, that's one thing you can do with with the rugby punt. It can be directional. It can be a spiral. It could be uh, – you can do multiple things. And you go back to the Georgia State um, – game their punt team uh, 25 percent of the time it was a low rugby style kick and, and it rolls and they get a good return but on the downside we were covering 15 yards and stopping because again his he was hitting the ground at 20 yards uh, on a regular basis and, and if it hits one of your players they pay it's a fumble so we want to make sure we played it safe and um and got the football back. The most important thing on any kind of kickoff team or, or a, punt, a punt return team or return unit is always get the ball back. So that was the most important thing. Uh, again, Caden made great decisions back there. That's what we, he was coached to do. Um, but again, it does make it difficult with a rugby style punt. And excuse me if we missed it in the first round of questions, but bowl eligible, you know. Um, do you celebrate that this weekend a little bit? Is that kind of just like an ex? Probably an expectation, I imagine that, but it's always good to at least be very competitive year in and year out. No, it's, that's what we are. That's what we want to be here at App State. We want to make sure we win our division and and play for championships. And uh, six wins is one of our goals. But our goal is to be champions. And again, all, all of our goals are still in front of us right now. But anytime you can get in postseason play, uh, that's always a plus, for especially for the young guys, because we can come back after our last game, whenever it may be, and, and get more practices and development of our younger players. So again, we're going to, after the game, no one even talked about it. And again, that was just to kind of expected to go out there and win and get bowl eligible. So again, we celebrated that, we're, that we are bowl eligible, but again, that's one of our focuses uh, is win the division and win, win a, and go to a postseason play. So I'm happy for everyone that we can go play in December or whenever it may be and again, put our program on the national stage.